You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. I am your host, Isaac Watson, and I am so grateful for you tuning in again and all of my subscribers and followers, listeners, downloaders, uh, those who write reviews. Thank you so very much. Uh, I appreciate all of your efforts and everything that you do to make this platform more visible. So with that being said, do me a favor. If you have not already, go ahead and pause uh, whatever you're doing, if you can. And if even if you have to pause this uh, episode, do that. And if you have not written a review nor rated Church Talk with Isaac, I want to encourage you to do that. Every time uh, this uh, platform is rated, uh, it actually helps it to become more visible to those who may not necessarily be acquainted with it. So by doing that, you actually help the reach of this a podcast so that people who are looking for a platform such as this one uh, with content like this, uh, they can find it. You help make that possible. So go ahead, take a moment and do that. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, let me go ahead. I want to I want to move into uh, today's topic. I have been doing a series of teachings uh, the past few weeks on uh, the fivefold ministry and I've been breaking down each ministry gift, uh, not exhaustively, but just enough to give you a foundational uh, basis and premise on what uh, each gift uh, actually is and the differences between them. Uh, and hopefully you have been benefiting from it. So I went on, I did a couple weeks and it actually this actually springboarded off of me talking about apostles because I realized that I never actually. As much as I love talking about it, I've never done an episode on that particular topic uh, exclusively. So I did a couple episodes on that and then it springboarded into, well, if this is what apostles do, then what's the difference between apostles and pastors? So I talked about the pastor a little bit. And then uh, last week, I actually talked about the evangelist a little bit. And today what I want to do is I want to pick up and I want to talk about the teacher. I want to talk about the teacher. Scripture says in Ephesians 4.11 that God has given some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. So, again, we've been talking about them one by one. And I want to deal with the teacher today because I believe that I actually, for one, I love the teaching gift. I am a teacher uh, by gift. That's one of uh, the gifts that that I operate in uh, as well. So I love the teaching ministry. And I just want to talk about what the teacher is, what the teacher's not. I want to talk about some some differences and similarities between teachers and maybe even some of the other gifts that it can be confused as. And hopefully you can uh, get some clarity from it. The reason why I think it's important to talk about the teacher is because probably of all of the, the, the gifts, the five gifts, the teacher is probably least talked about and least identified in the church. And it's very interesting that that's the case. Like, let me tell you what I mean by that. You have churches, depending on the type of church, you may have someone and they may go by apostles. So you have an apostle, you have people who may, and, I, and now I'm, I'm talking about 
titles at this point. All right, we know that the gift is not the titles and all of that, but I want to talk about titles. You would refer to somebody as apostle so and so, prophet so and so, evangelist so and so, pastor so and so. But within the church, for whatever reason, it's very uncommon that you would refer to someone as teacher so and so, like teacher Isaac or teacher. Uh, my wife's name is Brittany. Teacher Brittany. Teacher so and so. And it's 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 kind of weird because it's not very common. So one of the things we have to do is ask ourselves why this is not common that people are recognized uh, as teachers. Now, what I have been seeing in uh, the past maybe uh, several years or so is that it has been been becoming more common for people to be identified um, uh, ordained, affirmed as teachers in the Lord's church. Um, but for a long time, it wasn't the case. The extent of a teacher in the church would be someone that's like a Sunday school teacher, someone who teaches Sunday school class or, you know, something along those lines and not really someone. Um, and, and, and those people are not even necessarily looked at as fivefold gifts. They're just someone who teaches a class for whatever reason. But it's important that we understand the teacher because first Corinthians 12 and 28 says that God has set in the church first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, which means that the teacher actually has some level of importance within the church. Um, and uh, if apostles and prophets are foundationally significant for the church, the teacher is thirdly important according to the scripture. So we have to look at that. A teacher is not just someone who teaches Sunday school. I believe that teachers can teach Sunday school, but a teacher is not just someone who teaches Sunday school. One of the things that we went over in previous weeks, we talked about how apostles are the enculturators of the kingdom, how uh, pastors are the caregivers of the kingdom, how evangelists are um, the soul winners of the kingdom. And if I was to say anything about teachers, I would say that teachers are the educators of the kingdom. Now, one of the things that we have to understand about the teaching grace and those who are called to be teachers is that um, if, if we are to understand their responsibility, we have to look at it from a scriptural standpoint because of all the things that the, the apostles could have referred to Jesus as they primary, they primarily related him to a teacher. They referred to him as teacher. I believe over 60 times the apostles referred to Jesus as a teacher. Um, Jesus said, and I believe John 13 Jesus said that you call me teacher and Lord, which is good because I am those things. So he actually said himself that he's a teacher. Um, so what we have to understand is that Jesus's disciples in their relationship with him, um, his interactions with him, his hands on uh, mentorship or discipleship with them was as a teacher. They referred to him as rabbi. They didn't call him apostle, ironically. They didn't call him pastor. They didn't call him prophet. They said other people may call you prophet. Some people say that you're Elijah, that you're Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Um, but they identified and related to him primarily as a teacher, which is very interesting because one of the things that we see for teachers, if if we look at the Jesus model, if Jesus was their teacher and Jesus referred to them as disciples, then one of the conclusions that we can draw is that the main or primary responsibility of teachers is to ground and disciple believers in foundational 
new covenant or Christ-like living. Discipleship is actually the responsibility of teachers as a primary function. Now, not just giving people information, but literally discipling individuals into truth. So they are called from a new covenant standpoint, from a church standpoint, teachers are the primary educators of the kingdom of God. They ground and disciple believers and new covenant living, just not new covenant, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bible stories and and Sunday school, but literally new covenant living. They do life on life with them. So we're just not talking about lessons. We're literally talking about indoctrination. Teachers, if I was to say if any two graces or gifts are most responsible for the indoctrination of the of the church or the saints, I would say it would be the apostle who actually lays the who lays um, a, a apostolic foundation or apostolic doctrine for the church. And then the teacher who makes that doctrine simplified, they simplify it. So the responsibility of teachers is to make students and check this out. They don't just keep students as students. They actually turn students into instructors. Now, not to say that they're going to that everyone that they disciple is going to also become a fivefold teacher. But we do know that teachers, um, if they do their job well enough and they inform and they educate and they disciple, then eventually the student should become um, the teacher in a in a in a in a sense. Let me give you an example. Jesus's disciples did not simply remain disciples. They eventually were able to move in the full measure of their apostleship. So the students became those who made disciples themselves. Very important when we're dealing with the, with the ministry gift of the teacher, because it's painted much differently in scripture than it is uh, as far as how it's been given to us. Uh, quite honestly, we have not given the teacher as much credit as they deserve within the church because we make them sound like that all they do all day is just read about David and Goliath and Daniel in the lion's den and the three Hebrew boys and all of that. And we don't understand that they are actually the ones who are given the grace to make disciples in the church. And without discipleship, there is no progression. There is no maturity. Uh, 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 those who are called to be teachers are called to ground individuals in what it looks like to live a life in the spirit, live a life in the kingdom of God. So teachers are those who impart a sense of both biblical integrity as well as moral integrity. So it doesn't matter how much you know biblically if you're not able to live it out or walk it out. It's literally the responsibility of teachers primarily as a grace to teach others uh, how to think and teach others how to live. Amen. So this is something that I believe we have to look at because um, to be quite honest, and I'm not saying that teachers are the only ones who disciple. It is actually the responsibility uh, of every mature believer to make disciples. But the teacher is the one who spearheads and what that looks like in the same way that prophets spearhead what it looks like to live a prophetic culture. Teachers have a didactic grace. They 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 um, they indoctrinate, they educate, they ground, they ground. So this is the thing. I believe that one of the uh, graces of a teacher 
is it's is, is not about complexity. It's not about how complex you can be. It's not about how many big words you can use as a teacher. I actually believe that one of the greatest graces that we see manifest through a teacher uh, is, a, is a grace to make difficult things easy to understand. One of the responsibilities, I believe, of teachers uh, is to turn those things which are mysterious and to turn them into practical um, insight. So in other words, can you turn if, if you're a teacher, one of the things you have to ask yourself is, can you turn mysteries into bread? Can you turn deep things into practical things that anyone, regardless of your age group, uh, regardless of your maturity level, that anyone can receive and anyone can eat from so that they can mature and be nurtured and become who God has called them to be? Very important. So teaching and teachers deal with discipling people into truth. Amen. Discipling people into truth. So these gifts, as, as I talked about, I believe last week, these gifts are given for the adjusting of the saints. All right. So that people will not only carry their own heart, but so that the nature of Christ and the heart of Jesus can be imparted uh, and matured and, and, and discipled so that people can be discipled to know uh, what that looks like and so that they can walk into it. All right. So, uh, again, one of the things that's different about teachers than some of the other gifts I said last week that evangelists focus on developing a heart for the lost. But teachers, uh, and, and I can say this along with pastors, but teachers focus on individual wholeness and discipline. So they, they focus on the individual. They focus on teaching individuals and walking with individuals. All right. Apostles and prophets give you a foundation for cultural transformation. That's their assignment. All right. So these are things that we have to begin to look at and examine. And we cannot be afraid to identify teachers. I believe, again, you don't have to be an apostle to plant a church. I believe that all any of the five fold, if they're if really it's just a matter of calling, if it's something that you're called to do. So you don't have to be, uh, you know, you don't have to plan a work or do anything like that if you're one of the five fold gifts. But I believe that you can be a teacher and you can plant a church and it can be a teaching ministry mostly. Um, and, and, and which is why you probably need the influences of other graces, uh, so that it can become more balanced in uh, its administration as a local church. Now I do want to say this, there are, there's a doctrine out. There's a theory rather that's out when Ephesians chapter four eleven it deals with the teacher. It says, and God has called some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Now notice if you actually look at that verse. Uh, and, and really, if you, even if you look at it in the Greek, uh, whether you're looking at it in the English or in the Greek or whatever language um, you're reading from, it's uh, the pastor and the teacher is almost coupled together. It's written in a way to where it can be coupled together. Uh, some interpretations would say uh, God has called some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, namely teachers. That's that's another translation of that. So in other words, you will have pastors who will give who are given the responsibility of teaching or pastors who will stand as teachers or pastors who will uh, who are given the responsibility to feed uh, the flock of God or the people with knowledge and understanding. So there there are some um, that believe that pastors and teachers are one and the same and that instead of there being a fivefold ministry, there's actually a fourfold ministry, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist 
and then the pastor teacher. So pastor teacher can be one and the same. I personally, I understand that. I think that that is the case in some instances, but not every instance, because I honestly, I know pastors who are giving a shepherding grace, but they may not necessarily be strong teachers. And I also know teachers who may be strong in doctrine and teaching and indoctrination and all of those things, but they may not be necessarily strong shepherds. So I personally believe if you if you if you follow the fourfold uh, teaching or, or concept, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. I think that that's a perspective. But my personal perspective is that um, it, you, you, you can rightly identify all five. Um, and one doesn't necessarily have to be the other. And there are people who have the duality of graces. There's people who may be both an apostle and a prophet, or someone who may be both an evangelist and a pastor, someone who's both a teacher and a pastor, a pastor and a teacher, whatever the case may be. But there are some who, who may stand primarily as one. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I think that uh, you can identify those types of graces individually. But I did want to make it known that there is a, a, a that there is a, a theory that says that as well. So teachers are important. Teachers are important within the church. Teachers should be identified. Teachers should be empowered within the church. Teachers should be able to grow in their grace. They should learn about that grace and what it actually means to stand uh, as a teacher within uh, the church. So hopefully um, through this episode, you learned a little bit more about the teaching grace. Uh, I hope that it was beneficial to you. And uh, it brought language to that. If you are a teacher and you or you've been questioning, but you've never really heard language uh, brought to that grace. Hopefully this this helped you. All right. So listen, I'm Isaac Watson. I love you all. I thank you all so much for tuning in. I pray you have a great week. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.